welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Hi Phil. Hey there, Phil. How are you? Good evening, Glenn. I'm, I'm, I'm good, Glenn. It seems ages since we've seen each other. Can we ages. say, before we start, a huge congratulations to you because yeah. you just got married, haven't you? So let's uh, give it yeah, up for Phil. Phil. Thank well you very much. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago now, I've had the honeymoon. Yeah. So that's out of... And I've been back at work a week, so uh, it feels like I've not been anywhere now already. So I saw some nice photographs on Facebook. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what? It's, uh, we went down to Cornwall, and it is such a special place uh, yeah. along the coastal paths um, down at the Lizard Peninsula. So walking around mm-hmm. Kynance Cove, Cadgeworth, Kennick Sands, all of those coastal paths. Yeah. Um, stopping at a pub, having a pint of Guinness or whatever we fancy and then walking back bit of fuel yeah yeah. (laughs) walking fuel bit of energy for the walk back yeah so it's been really nice it's been a a really special time thank you Julie because we had the most amazing artist at the wedding as well thank you Phil and I can't thank you enough you're very welcome I enjoyed myself uh, for the first dance so that was good to sing for your wedding thank you pleasure so it's a bit of a funny uh, time energy wise especially this week because we're in Mercury retrograde. Retrograde again, mm. yeah. And I'm sure we're all feeling the effects of the f- super moon on Monday. Yeah. And the solar, the, the lunar eclipse on Monday at the same time. I hardly I slept last night as a reflection of that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things are changing massively for us, aren't they, at the mm. minute? They are indeed. And it's been a while since we've actually been in the studio. At- it's about a month. Yeah, because we've been out on location, haven't we? We did the Mind, Body, Body Spirits and uh, we did a paranormal episode. Although that's not uh, fully produced yet, that's yet to uh, be released, isn't it? We've got to go back mm. out again and do that. We have. For the second half, yeah. That's correct. Mm. What have you both been up to this week? I've just been recovering from the energy. I've had a few uh, things going on that uh, are now out of the way. Interesting yeah. Things with vans and internet and to do with uh, clearing the way for new things, I would say, transformation. So, Which is every that is massive. Transformation at the minute is, I mean, I did I pulled some cars this morning and that was one thing that was in the cars was, was transformation. And, and again, um, that energy um, lift at the minute. So a lot of clearing and a lot of new light coming in again. Yeah. At the minute. I feel like I've been clearing for about nine months now, so this is the end part of it, I would yeah, say, for me. Yeah, mm. yeah. yourself, Glenn? Mm. For me, uh, it's been a brilliant week. Very, very busy, very hectic, and I feel very blessed at the minute because um, um, I'm getting more channelings coming through from Spirit and um, some That's of good. the communicators that do come through. There's some beautiful characters, and they're bringing some really appropriate information especially for these times that we're going through at the, this moment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just feeling blessed. I mean, with the work, I've been doing quite a lot of 
12-month forecast readings for people, for clients. And there seems to be a, a need, an urgency, if you like, with a lot of clients. Um, they're looking for that reassurance. They're not sure where they're going, you know, and they, they're wanting that sort of um, confirmation about things. Do you know what I mean? So there's a an air of insecurity, I yeah. feel, you know, maybe down to the last two years. Yeah, I found uh, healing is very popular at the moment. A lot of people need mm. that nurturing, you know, for the mind, body and the spirit. So I've been doing that today as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so. I've been today and had, um, I'm a guinea pig. I've been a guinea pig oh, okay. yeah. for somebody's uh, study at the minute, studying to be a shamanic practitioner. Right. So I've been today to the Earth Tone Centre. Therapy Centre in Mansfield Woodhouse. Okay, is for, that the new one? Yeah, I've been I've for shamanic. About that. I've been mm. for uh, shamanic soul retrieval. Right. Today. So, which is another conversation, I suppose, because that ties into actually ties in quite nicely with past lives and stuff. So, mm. yeah. Mm, okay. Sounds interesting. So, right. let's not keep our guest waiting any longer. <laughs> Before I introduce the guest, I've got a little bit of. Um, so just a small piece of text that I found today um, from our guest. So human identity is like a piece of symphonic music being continuously composed in the moment. Now that's written by Gudrun Aldridge in 1988. Mm -hmm. Our guest has said that Gudrun, Gudrun speaks of creating an allowance for the individuals involved in therapy to be able to become active and autonomous partners in their therapy rather than passive recipients, effectively influencing their own experience and creators of their own composition. Although primarily referring to the practice of music therapy, mm. I do strongly believe in the above being possible also of sound therapy. Nice. So, with no further ado, I would like to introduce to the show um, sound therapist and tutor, counsellor, psychotherapist, medium, from all the way around the other side of the world in Perth, Western Australia, mm. please welcome Paul Ford from Gong Walkabout. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Hello, and thank you. And that's quite a list you reeled out there. You know, Paul would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> please, <laughs> please welcome Paul. <laughs> okay, how are you, Paul? Good day to you. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, yes, um, I'm. Yeah, I'm feeling alive for this ridiculous hour of the morning because it is getting close to two a.m. as you know. But yeah, and we can't um, thank uh, you enough. Paul yeah. for that yeah. so thank, thank you. you thank you for your time it's it's nice to for you know to be asked uh and there's an excitement there for me to you know connect with yourselves mm. and of course you know i'd like to share a little bit of what i do or maybe a little bit more so yeah mm. thanks for asking me to uh yeah be part of this podcast you are more than welcome um let's get let's get stuck into it paul um because we know that you are in australia living in australia and you've been there how long have you been there paul 
I moved here in 2010, so what, 11, 12 years now? Right. right. But originally, mm. you, you are from our neck of the woods, really, aren't you? From Nottingham. I am. I'm, I was born in Nottingham. Uh, spent most of my life living around Nottingham. Uh, some of the little villages around there. I mean, I grew up in Farnsfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, did my schooling in Ollerton. Uh, then after schooling, moved to, dare I say, Renneth, but we'll call it Rainworth. Yeah, I call it Rainworth. <laughs> so you went to school at the Dukeries Academy then? Uh, I wouldn't call it an academy, but yeah, it was called Dukeries <laughs> Comp. Yeah, yeah. They've all been changed to academies now, haven't they? So can you tell us a bit about your spiritual development, your growing up? When, when was your your spiritual awakening, Paul? Oh, crikey. Well, I can be quite honest and say, you know, since being the little boy, little Paul, yeah, uh, of, you know, observing spirit, you know, being visited by different things, particularly in the night, you know, I'd wake up and there would be things that at the end of the bed, I called them leprechauns at the time, but... They weren't really what you would define as the portrayed leprechaun you see in fairy tales. Uh, And this was a very regular occurrence. You know, I'd be woken up and there would be pretty much all sorts of things around the bed, (laughs) (laughs) which was very traumatizing as a child. You know, it wasn't wasn't something I knew what was going off. Uh, uh, So, yeah, this is regular visits. And just, yeah, it wasn't always a nice experience. You know, I remember, you know, they always, yeah, there wasn't a nice, let's say, feel to some of them. And then there was this others. Uh, so, yeah, since being little Paul, I've grown up mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. let's say, awareness of, you know, the existence of, let's say, spiritual beings. Yeah. Mm. Uh, where did we go from there? So growing up as a teenager, uh, this really compounded. Uh, it was traumatizing. Uh, my parents, you know, I speak to my mother now and she says, you know, we don't know why you were so upset. And, you know, it's only these past few years I've you know, opened up to her and says, well, mm. this is what was happening for me. Uh, and I really didn't know what to do at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Around the age of 13, 14, I think it was 13, 14, you know, uh, my family have a history of involvement with, you know, the SNU, the Spiritual Nationalist Union. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, I've got relatives and friends who were healers, mediums. Yeah. So I remember having a visit one day while at my, my grandparents who were in Peterborough at the time and they told me that somebody was going to come around to me and help me. Uh, so at the time, I remember the person coming around and he did something. It was like a healing session, which basically, and I can honestly, truthfully say, just shut me down. It was, it was the weirdest thing after almost like a, a whole childhood of interrupted living. There was nothing. Uh, it's almost like you know just no memory you know click the finger and everything stopped 
Wow. But, and everything was just rosy for years, you know. I mean, it was great to have that relief of not being woken midnight and literally, you know, things would be moving in the bedroom. It was like sheets being pulled off you, you know, wow. off myself. Yeah. And to actually have sleep, it was fantastic. Uh, it was refreshing. And I guess after all those years, it taken its toll on me away. You know, I was an anxious boy anyway. Uh, so it was nice to have, let's say, a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Did that answer your question? It did. It did. Yeah. When did that start yeah. to come? So you are, you are now connected, though, with, with mm. energies, with spirit. So when did that come back in? When did that veil lift as, as, as that's the only way I can think yeah. to, to say that really. When did it, it change again? It was a again? definite change and it, there was, let me say around 18, 19, I realized again that I had a, let's say the knack for just knowing things about people. Uh, you know, people ask me things and I seem to know, you know, things about them and tell them things. Uh, so I guess that, that psychic, you know, ability was there. Yeah. Uh, bubbling away in a sense. Uh, I almost, the circle of people who I was involved with at the time found me almost like <sighs> novelty. You know, it was like, oh, 40 will be able to tell you something nice, you know. Would gravitate to me, yeah, and you know, I found it novel. You know, it's like, ooh, you know, a little bit of ego trip in there, if you want to put it like that, yeah. But people come to me, uh, so I had you know, there was an experience from there on, but it wasn't the full visual, see with my eyes, you know, really, you know, almost like you've got this huge third eye experience going off. It wasn't mm. that, it wasn't overwhelming uh and it wasn't draining it was just, just steady had this mm. nice connection mm. which i really i don't know I, I could have invested more of myself into it and but being at that age life brought a lot of things into my life which took me around in many directions so really developing let's say the the, the senses and you know the capabilities of uh, being psychic and mediumship weren't my priority. Mm -hmm. right. uh, I lived a party life for quite a while, yeah. Uh, yeah, many years. Which can which can numb that, can't it? Mm. Numb that, numb it that condition. Also, uh, accelerate it. I mean, I'd, I'd be quite honest, you know, I used drugs at the time and sometimes those drugs would really open things up and yeah, the experience was like you'd almost lose yourself in yourself and in the environment and yeah, it's uh, one thing, you know, it, I, I taught, I was taught many things, you know, but uh, it's easy to lose yourself and your grounding if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 Like a daydream, isn't it? Almost a different state. Mm, you know, the, the, I, there were times when I really didn't know whether I had got both feet in one world, left and right in another, or, you know, which <laughs> yeah. side of the... Yeah. 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 
you know, it, I mean, there's a, there's a, there was a seductive element to that, but also there's a, an element of, you know, you're not grounded yeah. and not really fully functional in, let's say, this dimension, you know, the earthly this world. Plane. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that this was around the late 80s, early 90s. Would I be correct? In mm. yeah. yeah. Well, there's an old uh, saying, isn't there? If you remember the 90s, you weren't there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Glenn? I probably remember a lot of the 90s, but what I remember, yeah, maybe. <laughs> File <laughs> that in a cabinet down there somewhere saying, Yeah, that was best left alone. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one of those t- times. Let's so, not let's not talk mm. about that on the podcast. Yeah. So so where did you go from there then, Paul? Um what, what direction did you go into from, from there, from the party life? So I'm, I'm let me let me think back here because it's really You dive in deep. Bigger on yeah. Timelines, there's a lot to dive into. Uh, you know, it got to the point where I remember now. Let me think. I'd been living in Cornwall for some time. I know Cornwall very well. So, when you spoke about you know, the coastal path earlier, yeah. it brought back some really strong memories. Uh, I spent a couple of years living in Cornwall. Where about can I ask uh, whereabouts? So, I moved, I did the usual thing, I went down to Newquay, yeah, yeah, and got myself a job there. Uh, which I did and basically surfed and worked for two years. Brilliant. And then I moved to a, uh, there's a place called Red Roof, or you might call it Red Roof. Red, Red, I yeah, Red yeah. Roof, yeah. Uh, and I lived, in, I lived in a caravan park there, you know, I was, I was trailer park. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and at that time, I, I, I've always had an interest in the occult and in witchcraft uh this comes from reading a lot of books that were in my mom's house you know as a child mm-hmm. uh and i i for some time i was involved in a cornish i would call it a witch cult uh very traditional based uh then no longer say uh in operation i would say yeah from mm-hmm. my research on the net uh uh, there's, there's, sorry, uh, yeah. So I'm involved. I was connected with them. Uh, it was a very educational experience, <laughs> but also withdrawing from that connection was very, very difficult. Uh, in the sense of you know, getting out, you weren't really meant to get out of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and me being me, I, you, you know when you've had enough of something and you know when something isn't good for you. Yeah, the time uh, to move on. You, you withdraw, then, uh, yeah, the, it was a very difficult uh, time withdrawing. Uh, you can probably sense this in my voice now. Yeah, the uh, emotions. Yeah. Mm, I knew I had to leave Cornwall at that time to do, you know, the what's the word, disconnection. Uh, so I moved back up to uh, Mansfield. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I won't go into details what happened, but I did the healing there. I involved, you know, a few people. Uh, and then decided that it was probably really good for me to go and visit my local spiritualist church, you know, which at the time was Dallas Street in Mansfield. 
Hey, I know yeah, it well. Dallas Street. Yeah, we do. I'm currently on Dallas Street now. We yes, are indeed. We're in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great place. I have some very fond memories of going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know I used to go on the Sunday. They used to do the Sunday service, and through that I got into uh, their let's say spiritual development courses which at the time I thought would be great to, let's say, bundle together who I am into something useful, something purposeful, rather than just seeing, hearing, and, you know, having these ideas of how things might work. So, yeah. Bringing it all together type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it it actually was a, a fantastic idea that I did because, you know, you, as you well know, you sit in group with people and you have this shared common interest, you know, of development. But it's in a, like a supervised, you know, arena. So mm. it actually sort of helped conglomerate, if I say, myself, you know, and like a focused attention. Yeah. And I think part of myself involving let's say, involving myself in that helped with the withdrawal from what I've been involved in in Cornwall. Sure. Mm. It, it developed a good strength, uh, which I know it did, because I did. I have been back down in Cornwall since, and I did go back down uh, a number of times, you know, while I was still living in England. And there were some strange experiences at first down there, but, you know, it's sort of, you know, I, I wouldn't have any kind of anxiety or fear of going back down there now, with, mm. you know, relative to what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, as you know, Glenn, you know, you were part of the gang down there, you know. It's, uh, I was, Alice indeed, Street. yeah. That's where we met. Uh, you know, we, we sat in a circle and did what we did together with all the others. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was it, a it good was time. Very transformative. Yeah. Hmm. A very transformative uh, process, you know, and one that you know I'm grateful for. Mm. That's nice. Cheers. Yeah. At what point, Paul, did you come across? Um, we'll say what, what. At what point did you come across sound therapy? I was just about to say but that. How did you? How did you come across sound therapy, and and how did you get into that? Mm, okay. So uh, I've always had an interest in sound. Even as a kid, I would immerse myself in the bath and I would tone the different notes, you know, G, A, B, but I would do it underwater with my fingers in my ear, which would vibrate my whole body because, as you know, it's a different experience in water. Mm. Yes. So I would just lie in, in the bath until the water is and because it... it, it it offered something to me, you know, it, of course it stimulated me in some way, you know, made me feel really good. Uh, so that was my earliest sort of recollection that there's something to sound that's very helpful and therapeutic. Uh, this kind of evolved into, you know, being like a, in my nine, let's say, when the age of 19 to 20, you know, I 
found myself fitting speakers into armchairs, you know, the big lazy boy type armchairs. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Playing music were offered low frequencies, you know, and sort of lying in the chair and having this whole sound, you know, vibrational massage. <laughs> Oh, this, brilliant. You know, <laughs> oh, are they for sale, those chairs? They were kind of, we call it jerry-rigged here. It's when something's bundled together really badly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, the big one for me was I, I went to Glastonbury Festival in 2004 uh, and found myself wondering about, as most people do, and I could hear this incredible sound coming from somewhere. It was like so enchanting. And I'm like, I need to know what this is. So I spent some time tracking it, which I called it, you know, it was just basically I'm listening and following, you know, I've got to work out where this sound's coming from because, you know, I'm hooked on it. Uh, I ended up going into the healing fields and found this guy who I still remember his name. Today, his name was Mooley. Mooley, I think he was, and I'm sure he was from Germany. And he had this great big gong. Uh, it was huge at the time, and it was amazing. I was like, wow, you know. Uh, and what he did, he would lie underneath it and he would swing it back and forth over you like a pendulum. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, it was. Uh, and you know, I just remember lying on the floor and he would just strike, you know, the gong gently, then he'd go in a little bit firmer and for 15 minutes, this is what he did and sort of, he was charging, I think it was a pound a minute. Uh, so I had 15 minutes worth. And <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That was it, you know. I got up off the floor off, off from there and told myself I'd have one of those one day. No, I've got to have one of those. <laughs> You've had more than one, yeah. haven't you, over the years? <laughs> you could say so. So, yeah, I, you know, I. it wasn't until, let's say, Christmas time and I was uh, living with my sister, Joanne, and she came in one day. She'd been to... I think, I don't know if they're still doing them in Nottingham, but it was a German theme market. And uh, sure. she brought me a singing yeah. bowl. I didn't yeah. know it was a singing bowl at the time. It was like a nice, pretty brass bowl. Did you put your wheat mix in it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did give it a strange look at the time. And she says, you know, her words were, bro, I feel like you need this. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she taps it and it goes, ding. I'm like, oh, you know, what's this? Uh, so, you know, I played about with it for a while and, you know, learned to excite it and, you know, got it singing. And, and uh, I think at the time, you know, the internet was very, very basic. So I'd sort of gone online and it's like, there's a few pictures of these, you know, ritual bowls as they called and a few videos of people playing them. So I sort of, you know, just watched them and pretty much within a couple of moments I'd got five, six, seven, eight more of them, you know, I'd got mm -hmm. like two octaves of brass bowls, you know, and at that time you could, you could get a, let's say a fairly decent bowl off eBay then, because I think eBay was around then, yeah, yeah. 2000 and 2005, 2006, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I, I, I got together this collection of singing bowls, I managed to find some 
uh, tubular bells. I ended up with two brass gongs from China. And uh, I remember at the time I'd undertaken the training for Reiki. Uh, and what I would do, I would offer, a, I think it was a Wednesday night distant healing session. And I'd got a little website at the time on the internet and people would put their name on it and I would put their names into a bowl on a bit of paper and every Wednesday would focus on them receiving whatever was for their best. Mm. Uh, so that was the start, I guess, of the journey, you know, offering this Wednesday evening. And was this in the I evening? think Glenn can remember I used to bring it to the church, you know, we do these uh, church circle developments and I'd bring the bowls in, I think. Yeah. I remember you wah-wahing over um, <laughs> a bowl, and that just blew everybody's minds. We were like, whoa, I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> he was like some sort of wizard to us all. I was looking at you going, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was just going to ask, was that in the UK? So that answered my question there. That was in the UK. Yeah. So what, why did you move to Australia then, Paul? What, what took I, you I there? I will be very honest to you. Uh, uh, I met a lady and we started dating. Yeah. Uh, and basically on the first night I date, kind of, she says, look, you know, I'm going to Australia. Yeah. And it was kind of, you know, the discussion was, if it works out, you might want to come with me. And I'm like, well, if we work out, I'm going to have to go with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gosh. Uh, so, yeah, at the time uh, I had to, I was working as a mechanic in England then. Yeah. So I had to get approved by the Australian, uh, let's say, college. It's called TAFE here. They fly guys over to England to, let's say, test mechanics who want to come here. Uh, so I passed that. Uh, and, yeah, that was it. In 2010, we came here on a holiday visa. Yeah. Uh, I got a little bit of money in my pocket. But I didn't have any work to come to. I actually had nothing. I had a, a bodyboard and a, a sports bag of clothes. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, if that's a leap of faith, if ever it was for one. Certainly was. Like massive, yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I was not exactly down the road, is it? It's the other side of the world. So, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't, let's say, it was planned, but there was no kind of, you know, we've got this behind us, you know. <laughs> I, I basically went with no financial backing uh, and no knowing if I was going to get work. Uh, mm. Turns out within the first week, I managed to get work. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I sent some emails out and one guy, an area manager of a big mechanical, you know, franchise basically says, look, I know a guy who wants a worker, email him. Uh, yeah. And he offered me work, which was fantastic. Mm, that mm. is good. And to be, yeah. We are provided uh, with what we need, aren't we? Definitely. At all times. Yeah. You know, I, I would agree with you. Think, you know, Alignments are made, you know, people come into your life, you know, it's opportunities arise and we do have a choice whether we want to take them or not. But, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, there are things that do happen and I think <laughs> maybe say are meant to happen for, our, you know, our 
journey, our development. Mm. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, very grateful for, you know, what happened, you know. Mm. And, I, you know, I'm still here today, uh, which is amazing because <laughs> I've not always had the greatest level of commitment in my life to things. But moving to Australia actually was a big uh, game changer for myself. Wow. So how did you get into um, performing and healing with the gongs over there in Australia, particularly as you didn't know that many people out there? It was very much um, like, like you thing. said, um, you, you know, start. on a wing and a prayer, trusting and going with those mm. feelings. How did that come about? Yeah. So the gongs didn't come with me. They stayed at my mum's house for some okay. time probably about two years. I mean, while I was here, I was buying gongs and having them sent to my mum's house. She said to me, uh, look, Paul, I want my spare bedroom back because it's full of gongs. And it was. Uh, so it would have been about 2012, 13, and I had them shipped over. Uh, and this sort of... I didn't know there was there's a there's a big community here of uh, let's say spiritual people yeah. you call them who are active and practicing and right uh, it's grown hugely since I came here as it has everywhere you know uh, so I just put an advert out you know gong bath as you do uh, mm. and it sort of just grew from there you know it's sort of you know you find the as a, other therapists do, you know, you find a space to work in, mm. you make yourself available and known and uh, people take an interest. Uh, so from them small group sessions, it sort of grew into being hired by, you know, the local council here for their art festivals. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I usually, I haven't this year, there's, but for quite a number of years, I've been part of, you know, the local arts festival here where, you know, they sort of, usually they've located me in an art gallery with lots of art and people are coming to see the art and sort of, I've been there at some position playing the gongs. So, you know, they're mm -hmm. both the art and the gongs, the sound sort of, you know, uh, complement each other in a way. Mm -hmm. Sounds like there was a lot of opportunities there for you and you were there at the right time, you know, in the right place. Yeah. It's, as I said, it totally transformed my life for the better coming here. You know, Australia mm -hmm. is a very let's say, generous place, you know, in my experience. There's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> I even start, there's a, a trail running club i even start their races once a year now with oh. the gong oh, with the gong really <laughs> <laughs> they they have mm, let's say a, a, a set of races two or three races and each one's for a different level of runner oh. uh, and i start their races out in the bush you know and then i play as they come back in and you know it's, it's a very different experience you know it's not something you'd imagine as therapeutic you know but there is a therapy in it, you know, there is something of benefit. So it sounds like they're very you know, open-minded like, over there um, yeah. with the spiritual um, light workers mm. um, movement, yes. I want to call mm. it that. Yeah. Do you yeah. say it really encouraging? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so really mm. 
but yeah i i that's something i really enjoy because it's like i get to meet loads of people and see these races and it's almost like you feel part of their crew in a way you know yeah. uh it's nice to you know have that connection and sense of belonging to you know groups hmm. it seems like you get to play um get to use gongs in some really special places yeah, yeah. um mm. and one picture that i saw was uh a gong bath in a cave oh yes oh wow so let's say perth's quite a big place so these caves are probably a good two hours drive from me they're limestone because there's a lot of limestone here uh so these are big old limestone caves, uh, which have some kind of uh, Aboriginal or you know heritage to them. Mm. Uh, so we found out that you could hire this space. You know these caves now they're usually used for wedding ceremonies. You know, <laughs> uh, so suggested to me by you know a friend that maybe we could hire this space out and organise you know this Sound of Gongs event. Uh, so we did. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very successful. It was my first attempt at uh, what I would call singing. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I would say it was, you know, something that was channeled to me, but I, you know, conveyed to the participants, you know, and we used the PA system. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a really wonderful experience, you know, and at the time I had the big, Gong, you know, the 60-inch Glen, you would know that one. I would, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so that actually worked really well in that cave. You know, limestone itself, you know, it's not very reflective. It sort of absorbs the sound, but there's almost a, like a, a semi-reflective quality to it. So you don't get that, let's say, cathedral sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't reverberate like you might imagine a church or a cathedral, but still... There was this phenomenon in the cave, wherever the gongs were, you know, the sound was there, even right at the back. Uh, yeah, what an experience. Like it's a round sound experience, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we did that twice, you know. Uh, it's a very, let's say, nourishing experience. It was nice. Uh, it's a very diverse environment to, uh, you know, work in. Because as you know, musical instruments sound very different inside and outside. Uh, they do, yeah. Mm. Mm. So it's almost those times where I myself, you know, can people actually hear this? Because I'm struggling <laughs> to hear it. And I'm like, I'm right next to the gong, and it's almost like I'm struggling to hear it. And I'm realizing it's the cave, because, the, you know, the cave was tuning the sound. Uh, but, yeah, fantastic experience. I'd love to experience that, but yeah. uh, Australia's so far. It is for a, for a gong band. <laughs> yeah. um, how, how are you, you fixed you, to you, how are you fixed to come back across here and do that for us? Yeah, in it we'll find you a cave. <laughs> I know, I, I know the, <laughs> Crestwall Crags. I know, do, won't it? I know the perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. cave. Go on, say it. It's called. Uh, uh, it's in Matlock. It's called the Devil's Arse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I, know it. I, I know i know a few caves around there i was going to suggest the blue john caves oh yeah falling on your head <laughs> <laughs> the devil's art that i don't like to use that word but the devil's ass is used mm. for music gigs i've heard yeah. that actually um, yeah, yeah. It, it would be perfect mm. yeah 
We should we should organise something. Yeah, we should indeed. <laughs> Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? So if yeah, you can let us know when you're next here, Paul. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a request from Phil. Out. There, that's a, a request, personal request. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've seen some. There's different. There's different gongs that you use, Paul, as well. That now I'm obviously really ignorant to different types of gongs, um, but on is it the Javanese Gamelan group? There was a, mm. a, a picture on there, yeah. and the and the Javanese wedding. There's some really yeah. different looking gongs. They actually look to me like cooking pots. Mm. Yes. And some people call them pots, you know. Right. Uh, now, the gamelan, you, you pronounced it right there. So, you know, no worries about our earlier conversation. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I am, I'm a member of Perth's Javanese gamelan orchestra. So we play wow. traditional Javanese music, which are all songs and stories about Javanese life, you know, it can be be a story about an animal, or you know, the story of let's say a woman's difficulties in her life. You know, they'll put it into notation, mm. and these are all really old songs. Uh, sometimes we we become a little bit contemporary, but mostly we stick to you know the tradition. Uh, but the gongs, yes, some people call them pots. I mean the mm. the the gongs you see in the picture are called Kempul. So that's K-E-M-P-U-L, Kempul. Okay. Uh, the large one is called Gong Again. So Gong, then A-G-E-N-G. Uh, they all have names. Each instrument has a different name. Uh, you might see pictures of like little gongs laid out horizontally on wooden uh, beds. They're called Bonang. Uh, and they're all played differently. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing with this uh, Javanese orchestra for I think three or four years now, and I put my hands up, and I, uh, you know, I'm very honest in saying it's one of the most difficult things I've ever learned. I can imagine. <laughs> I can actually imagine when I saw the the music that what I saw mm. what you follow to actually. Mm. So like reading music, but it's not like yeah. we, you would think reading music, it looks so hard. I mean, how it looks, usually it doesn't play how it looks. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, you can look at the Western notation and look at it and you'll know how it plays, yeah? Yeah. 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 But, you know, you look at a, a gamelan, you know, piece of notation and you can see, you know, the numbers there and, it's like it, I get caught out so often, you know, even just by the spaces, you know, the rests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the guy who leads us, the drummer always leads, you know, it's the drum that leads Gamalang. And if he just decides to up the tempo, throws <laughs> you all out. <laughs> Typical drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's an amazing teacher, you know, the guy who, you know, he's Javanese and all of a sudden he plays the drum and he'll roar into life with his drum and everything just goes from let's say 110 bpm to 160 and it's like <laughs> <"Whoa."> step. <laughs> we're, we're rocking <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it i it's a really nice sounds like a lot uh, of fun 
It is, but you you know what? There's a tradition, you know, where the gong, the gongs are spirited, and when you play, you know, the 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 gamelan spirits play with you. And there have been quite a few times where I'm in that sense of you know when you're being overshadowed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I find myself in, a, let's say, a semi-trance state, and mm. I I have to like kind of halt it because I know if I allow it, it's almost like the old, you know, where the spirit would step in and you'd go to the side and yeah. it's almost like yeah. they would be playing. Uh, I don't have a difficulty with that myself. I don't <laughs> think it's just appropriate that this happens in a public setting with, <laughs> you know, the other people. Uh, we have, there's an Indonesian consulate here in Perth, which is like the Indonesian headquarters, and they've got a gamelan orchestra in there in a nice room. And and the room, the presence of spirit in there is quite strong at time and mm-hmm. in a sense quite, I would say forceful, but, you know, they want to they wanna play and it's, yeah. <laughs> I've had some really interesting moments in there where I'm literally having to hang on <laughs> and say, no, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your power back. Uh-huh. It's, it, you know, um, it's an experience I enjoy, but I have to remain the one in control, as mm. you as you all know when you're working. But you have to have the control in a sense because, you know, you're the, it's you, you know. Cool. Yeah. You're inviting, you're inviting, you know, spirit to communicate you, but you take the lead, you know, it's on your conditions, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, the gamelan is a, is a great experience. Uh, the music is very different, as you might have heard, to you know what I do in a therapeutic sense. Mm. Oh, fascinating, is that? Yeah. As well, Paul, mm. I'm aware that you know. I think you've been to uh, a factory in Germany several times, and I've seen photos of you where you're actually um, creating a gong from scratch. You putting the yes. sound in and, and the energy in. Can you tell us a bit about that, the process? So the gongs I play are made by different manufacturers, uh, and one of them is a, a German manufacturer based by the name of Oetken, so O-E-T-K-E-N, Oetken. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I resell their gongs in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been to their factory a number of times now, plus a few of the other factories in Germany. Uh, I'm due to go back soon. Uh, but what we do when we go there, uh, they have weekends where you can make your own gong under the supervision, you know, of the workers there and the gong yeah. master. Uh, so I've done that one, two, I think three times now, twice or three times I've been there and wow. done this weekend where you start out with this round blank of nickel silver, which is copper and nickel. Uh, and you get to make a gong, uh, which is really good. Uh, so you're there in the gong factory and you can exercise your own ideas how you might want this gong to look or even sound. Of course, you know, the gong master and his team know what works and what doesn't. So, you know, they'll give you right. advice on you know, how to proceed. And, of course, if you're not sure how to go ahead with the hammer, they can do it for you if you want, you know, or help you. Uh, 
So yeah, that's something I like to do. They're just in northern Germany, okay. uh, just about an hour north of Hamburg, actually. Mm. I imagine that to be quite labour intensive. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I, I speak with you know the guys there, and it can be quite taxing on the shoulders, on the arms. Wish you're hammering. You know, these guys start at five o'clock in the morning. Wow. Uh, and basically, they make these gongs by hand with hammers. That's it. There's, there's no machinery involved. Or uh, handmade. With a particular factory, uh, they form the metal with hammers. And what they do with this blank is fascinating. It's incredible. You know, they turn it from a round piece of metal into a musical work of art. I've also got to and, you know, ask, how do they assign the pitch to the gong? Um, do they calculate mm. that with the size of the blank and then the mm. way that it's curved? So the, the, yeah. I would say, you know, I'm, there's two primary factors. There's the size of the blank and also the thickness of the blank can determine, you know, yeah. let's say the tuning. So, you know, and they're pretty good with their ears, you know. Uh, they, you know, if you give them a frequency, let's say 140.8, yeah. you know, hertz, they can tune that gong to 140.8, and they'll wow. do that by ear for Then they'll find check it with a stroboscopic uh, tuner, strobe tuner. I think, Glenn, you'll know what that is. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. So, that's that's, you know, I've got gongs here right now next to me, and they're pr they're precise on you know on the hertz. You know, it's great. Mm. Uh, that's but it's down to the tension they introduce into the gongs, you know, the size of the blank, you know, it's mm. a process of strength, strengthening and stretching. Uh, mm. So they know, they know what they're doing. You so know, talking it, about yeah. the, the frequency and the tuning, mm. um, when you're performing with a gong, are there certain mm. points of a gong that relate to areas of the body, organs, um, you know, bones and things like that? There is a big belief in that. Uh, there are gongs tuned, let's say, particularly to the chakra frequencies that you're well versed in. You know, you know the chakras and they have, yeah. you know, the supposed yeah. uh, frequencies. So you you can buy a gong that's tuned to that frequency, uh, as you can singing bowls. You know, you would get like bowls that are named throat chakra bowls or you yeah. know, heart chakra bowls. Uh, the same goes for gongs. You know, there are people who produce, you know, that type of uh, instrument. Uh, so, you know, there is that, you know, the belief and understanding, you know, vibrating the body and the surrounding, you know, energy fields with the instruments. Uh, so, yes, to answer your question, yes. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, my understanding and belief is that, you know, when you're applying this, these vibrations, you know, you are vibrating the body, you know, uh, down to that cellular, you know, microatomic level. Uh, over time, I imagine that, you know, with the body, the brain, and of course ourselves experience this difference over time, you know, there is that, let's say, recalibration of, you know, at a cellular level, uh, also at a neuroplastic level, you know, the brain reorganizes itself, re you know, firing in different, you know, ways. Yeah. But also those connections to, you know, what people describe as, you know, these, these gongs that are defined as connecting you to different 
levels of energy, you know, on let's say a celestial level, you know, you have the planetary gongs, mm. which you know, are tuned to the speed that the planets are traveling around the sun. So basically they'll measure the speed of, a, let's say, Pluto traveling around the sun and they'll calculate that down until it reaches somewhere in, let's say, the second octave of music. Then they'll do a bit of fine tuning there to focus that sound in the, you know, in the center of the gong. Uh, and so there's that belief that, you know, when you're playing with the Pluto gong, you're actually mm. resonating with the planet itself. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, associated qualities. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm. Mm. Incredible. I mean, I've got gongs here, you know, I've got a symphonic gong next to me, which is what you might define as an all right, a very rich, full sounding gong. Uh, it's not it's not definitely tuned. You know, it sits between C and D. There's like a gap that you play with. But then I've got a gong here, which is tuned to a Sirius star system. Wow. Uh, then I've got two tuned to actually i've got one that's actually tuned to the speed of a meteorites traveling oh, from space oh wow wow, <laughs> wow. To hear that. It's, its name is eros you know after the, the i think it's the greek god isn't it eros yeah, yeah. So, there's a meteorite called eros and they've measured how fast it's going so they've taken huh? this speed and calculated it down and they've turned it into a gong i mean it's a fantastic sounding gong uh it's 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 a very new gong, so there's really you know it, it's more gong. I I would say as people can apply their own meaning to in a mm -hmm. sense of healing, you know, that's sort of mm -hmm. you know the direction I kind of follow rather than follow fixed uh, you know associations or beliefs. I like to when I play sort of like we all have our own meaning making processes, don't we? We yeah. like to apply meaning things in life that are <laughs> let's say important. Tours that offer us something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a gong like this, you know, I will play it, and people can develop their own sense of, you know, oh, I got this from it. Or another person might say, well, you know, I actually had this experience. This is very different. Mm -hmm. They're both very important to each person, and they're both very true for each person. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there's that, you know, that connection to different, let's say, sources, believed sources, and. Uh, energetic sources yeah you know the planets you know we've got all the planets now which are turning to gongs you know we've got star systems there's the sun the moon uh yeah it's a fascinating it's a fascinating let's say well I don't even know what word to use here. I don't want to use the word industry. It's out of this world. It is out of this world. That's what comes to my mind. I bet you're like a kid in a sweet shop every time you go and visit those factories in Germany, aren't you? <laughs> you know what? Uh, this, I, ha I am. It's the, we call it the candy store, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> <I> see why. <laughs> Within a short drive, there's one, two three gong factories okay so you have like the open mm. gong factory which i go to then you've got peisty which you you all know of glenn yeah you know the symbols, symbols. even though you're a zilly man aren't you i think I i'm a zildjian man <laughs> yeah i have been <laughs> for many years uh, then there's a factory called gongland which produced some very very interesting gongs and very beautiful gongs uh so within this 15 like kilometer drive you know there's three gong factories it's and it's like there. going to a different candy store <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
and it's very difficult to leave. I'm it sure really is, without coming know. away with one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and even choosing one can be a very long-winded process because you know <laughs> you might want to go for a specific gong. Okay, let's say a symphonic, but they'll have six there. Oh. Completely <laughs> different, torturous, and offer yeah. itself. Even though it's the same gong, they'll all offer themselves different dynamics, different in dynamics. Yeah. yeah. So they'll all sing to you in a different way, and actually making a decision on which one oh. you like can be difficult. Uh, so I've now adopted this. I would say a, a personal policy of not always choosing gongs I like. The gong, right. but the gong you need. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit envious of the people get that get to experience these mm. uh, sound sound therapy and gong baths. Mm. Um, what we need to do, Paul, is ask you where mm. and how people can contact, contact you, you and yeah. and get in touch with you for maybe people that might be listening in Australia mm. or, 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 or to find yeah. you on Facebook I mean, or. Yeah. I do have a Facebook page, which you know, which is called Gong Walkabout. So that's G-O-N-G-W-A-L-K-A-B-O-U-T, Gong Walkabout. Uh, do you have, have a website a as well? Page. Yes, and that's called Gong Walkabout. So that's www.gongwalkabout.com.au. Uh, Perfect. I have an Instagram page, at Gong Walkabout. So it is, yeah, there's three ways there you can contact me. Yeah. Uh, a person can if they, you know, they wish to. Brilliant. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I'm quite limited on the socials and I like to keep it that way uh, because I don't want to, it's easy to get <sighs> buried in the socials, yeah. keeping them up. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people believe it's essential to be successful, that you've got to have all your socials up to date and be there posting on them all day no. long, every day. And it's like, no, I think it's you know, good it, to be organic, isn't it? With what you're doing there. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's, um, I'm surprised Glenn hasn't given us the uh, time's up. I know. Uh, time is up, marker. actually. Yeah. You've got a minute. Yeah. So. Oh, oh lovely. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. There's a minute to go. Is oh, right. it gone already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could have carried on for hours, though. We, I think. we didn't yeah. get the question generator. We have family photos here. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. We're too <laughs> late. For, we're too late for the generator, aren't we now? We are. So, yeah. But, but never mind. There's always next time. Oh. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, next time, yep. Yeah. Next time, Paul, get the family photos out. That'd be great. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll have, them, I'll have them open and ready. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the real to real movie, and yeah, it's been really <laughs> interesting um, listening to you. Yeah, you really, are really been fascinating. Oh, thank more you. than it's welcome. Really nice I'm sure we'll have you on here again. Yeah, more than welcome to mm. come back and uh, join us for a second episode at any point that you like so well, yeah. i'm sure that we, we can, can do a follow yeah. mm. i'm sure yeah. that we can talk mm. about uh, a lot more than sound therapy and uh, i think it could have gone in well, many gone, different yeah. directions tonight for so. sure yeah so yeah so thank you very much thank, thank you, for, you for everybody listening thank you julie thank, thank you, you Glenn. Phil. thank, thank you, you everyone thanks Na paul namaste everybody thank you namaste Bye -bye. Thank you for listening and continuing to support
official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.